I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy. Gary, what a job you did out there today. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. You saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy. We want to focus on the performance first, so we want to keep progressing that, and that's that's important. That's what brings results. Uh, and in the moments when you know performance isn't quite there, is the attitude and the mentality to go and win games, um, and that's that's what we got to get back to. It goes without saying you're going to have to be at your best to get the right results against Hibs. This is not a team that you can take lightly or be complacent against because they'll make you pay. The Goal Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited, hosted by Paul Cooney, Davy Proven, and Barry Ferguson. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 1717 700. Let's go! Saw a full card this weekend in the Scottish Premiership. Rangers playing tomorrow against Hebs, 4 o'clock. And this afternoon, Celtic against Livingston, Hamilton against Dundee United, Kilmarnock against Ross County, two crucial ties in who is going to stay in the Premiership, Motherwell against St Mirren and St Johnson against Aberdeen. And in the Championship this afternoon, Hearts could be crowned champions after that six-goal victory last night, depending on what happens, if any slip-up for Wraith Rovers or Dundee. So plenty on this afternoon, and we're taking your calls too throughout the afternoon. We've got Barry Ferguson, the former Rangers and Scotland captain, and Davy Robin, the former Celtic and Scotland star with us here in the studio. You can call Barry and Davey right throughout the afternoon. We'll be with you all the way until 6. 0808 17 17 700. Barry, good to be back to full Premiership card. It's been quite a few weeks since with the international break and then with the Cup. Uh, the league itself, it's all over at the top, but who's going to stay in this championship? Yeah, it's exciting at the, the, the bottom of the league. Um, a massive, massive game at Rugby Park uh, yeah. today, Comarnock and Ross County. Um, Comarnock have picked up the last couple of games. They did a, a the last um, league game they had a good result they won in the cup away to Stenhouse Muir last weekend Kyle Lafferty scoring goals so that that's one that I think a lot of people will have their eye on today and Hamilton against Dundee United they're the team Hamilton that usually managed to stay yeah. up but they're at the bottom again Davey it's not looking good it's not looking good, but and you know I would never rule them out, Paul. The great Houdinis of the the Premiership, aren't they? And, and Brian Rice, I think doing a, a terrific job there on a really restricted budget. Never rule them out. Good to see you back, Davy. We saw you Thank on you. with the football a couple of weeks ago with Scotland, uh, and overall the five points. How do you feel about that? I, I, no, I mean I, Steve Clark was saying it had been a good week. I, I don't agree with him at all. You know, to to drop two points first of all against Austria. An Austrian side who lost 4-0 to Denmark at home just a few days later tells you that Scotland probably should have won the game at Hamden. And first half against Israel, I thought we were far too passive, sat off them. We got going in the second half. But, you know, two points from those two games, I think, leaves us chasing it a wee bit. Barry? Yeah, I spoke yep. about it. Yep. I mean, before the, the actual Austria game, um, we spoke about how do you think the, the three games are going to go. And I feel expected Scotland to go and get at least seven points, if not nine points. Um, after watching the Austrians, well, let's be honest, they're, I've, they're a decent outfit, but I thought they were there for the taking. Uh, the same with Israel, when David just mentioned there, wasn't a great first half. Fair play to Stevie Clark, he went and changed the formation in the second half, and I thought when he went to a four at the back, we, we took the game to Israel, and again, that was another one that I think we dropped two points, and obviously the Faro games, uh, the Faro games, sorry, 
it was a good performance but I, I'm disappointed with the with the five points out of nine be a bit braver a bit more adventurous well I think we, I think we can afford to be yeah. Paul you know Shea Adams whatever you think about his qualifications to play for Scotland what an addition he will improve mm-hmm. the side he's got so many options now he could he could go with uh, Lyndon Dykes and Shea Adams up mm-hmm. top with John McGinn off or he could play one up and two off he's got so many more options we're a much better side at the top end of the pitch now I just hope Steve lets him off the leash yeah Dave I was going to ask you we spoke about it John McGinn I think you've got to let him off the leash play absolutely. that number 10 role absolutely I, I really I think he's he's a far better player he's a dangerous a dangerous uh, uh, opponent yep. um, and, and he's I got like the legs to drop in as well you know w- when you lose it mm-hmm. he's got such a good engine he, he, he drops in right away yep you know, to, to shore up your midfield as well. He's got the legs to go and stretch the game, go beyond the striker. I don't know why Dean Smith's playing him so deep for, for Villa. Um, but yeah. certainly in a, in a Scotland strip, uh, he'd be a second striker for me all day long. Well, we'll take some Scotland calls this afternoon as well. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Uh, Man City are goal down to Leeds, although Cooper has been sent off, I see, just uh, before half-time. So plenty of action north and south of the border. Uh, match of the day, I suppose, Celtic against Livingston, although at the bottom of the table there's uh, much more really to play for. But still, no word of who is going to be the manager of Celtic for next season. And a bit of a spat going on between Celtic and Rangers. And at the heart of it, the SFA and indecision over the, uh, the the COVID five it's gone on and on and on so we'll hear from Stephen Gerrard we'll hear from John Kennedy too and we'll hear the opinions of Barry and Davey and you but team news coming in Celtic uh, I'll give you how the uh, not how they line up we'll get that from you Barry and Davey it's Bain and Gold Taylor Brown the captain we'll speak about him too uh, Turnbull Kenny Edward, Elianusi, Ayer, McGregor, Forrest and Welsh on the benches. Barkas, Duffy, Bitton, Griffiths, Ayeti, Sorrow, Christie, Rogic, Laxal. So that's the Celtic lineup for the match with Livingston. We'll give you the Livingston 1 to 11. Or it's uh, Ross McCrory in goal this afternoon, Nicky Devlin, Jack Fitzwater, John Guthrie, Jackson Longbridge, the captain Marvin Bartley, our own Marvin, Jason Holt, Craig Sibbald, Scott Pittman, Alan Forrest, and Jay Emmanuel Thomas on the bench. Strychek, McMillan, Lithgow, Effie Ambrose, Lawson, Danny, Millen, Kabaya, and Poplinic. So that's the uh, Livy lineup uh, and Celtic. That's the story of the season for Celtic. So many changes there, and you know the, he's not playing. Lee Griffiths again not playing. We're kind of fed up saying that. I think Lee uh, Griffiths is finished at, at it's Celtic. Over. You yeah. know, the, the, certainly by the judging by the comments of John Kennedy, it's over for Lee Griffiths, which is very sad. You know, he's he's thirty years of age, and he must look across town and see Jermaine Defoe at thirty-eight, still professional enough. To, and I know he's used sparingly by Rangers, but he's always ready to mm. go. 38, still pulling on the boots every week, and there's Lee Griffiths, one of the best, if not the best finisher for me in Scotland, leaving Celtic at 30. There's something far wrong there. He's bounced back a number of times, but you think he won't this time, Davey? Well, I mean, it, he might bounce back, uh, you know, with a different club. But, but not for Celtic. Well, there's only yeah. one way for him now, Paul, and that's down the way. Mm. He, he's not, he's not going to get a better move than Celtic now. And on reflection, you know, when he's got when he's got time. And Barry will tell you when you when you finish playing, that's when you look back and, and you realise the mistakes you made. Lee Griffiths will be kicking himself. And Barry, we know how highly you rate Lee Griffiths. Yep, yeah, I've no doubt in my mind I fit Lee Griffiths is the best striker in Scotland. Best finisher, natural. Wow. Um the only issue he's got is he's not played enough football and that's hampering his chances to get into the starting eleven for Celtic. And also let's not forget 
Scotland you've got the Euros mm. I would love to see a fit Lee Griffiths there but he needs to play games and it looks to me if he's going to struggle um, and I, I listened to John's, uh, John Kennedy's interview regarding Lee Griffiths and I agree with Davey I think this could be the end of the road for his his Celtic career and he'll need to move on he's at an age now he's 30 coming on 31 he needs to play regular football he needs to get 90 minutes under his belt and um, and get back playing regularly whether that's going to be elsewhere I think it looks certain to me that it will be you know we've just been talking about Scotland strikers here and I mentioned Dykes and Adams and John McGinn playing off the front or Christie supporting or Fraser the name Lee Griffiths never came into my mind there now if you think the talent he was think back a couple of seasons ago to the the Joe Hart free kicks I mean who'd have thought this short time later he'd be so far out of the picture Mm -hmm. he gave us one of the best moments of those 23 barren years you know along with James McFadden but we didn't have many but that was such a special moment two special moments at uh, Hampden Park yeah it looks as though it's all over for him there Paul there's no doubt he's a fantastic player Uh what's gone wrong? obviously he's had his mental health issues which you understand um, but he never come back at the start of the season fit and ready to go when we were in lockdown and that, that was a problem and you know what it's but like that's, that's unforgivable yep. for, for me Barry that's unforgivable because and I I don't for, for a minute I'm not playing down mental health problems but Celtic were good to leave when he was going through mm-hmm. these problems yep. they gave him as much support as they could he repaid them by coming back overweight now for me that is not just unprofessional mm-hmm. That's an insult to your manager and to your teammates. Yeah, and Lee's admitted that. Mm. He's admitted that in um, a couple of interviews that he has come back um, unfit. I mean, if he come back fit, would it have made a massive difference to Celtic season? I'll be honest with you, I, I think it would have. Yeah, He's that good. Mm. Yeah. Well, you were both on the programme 2nd of January when he brought out that magnificent save. It was only Alan McGregor that stopped Celtic probably winning that day. And he could have then kicked on. And you thought he was back, Edouard was playing, but it didn't well, happen. Well, you've seen last yeah. season that after they come back the winter break, mm. that two-month period, Edward and Griffiths yeah. played together. They were unstoppable. Paul, Paul I, lo- I love the wee guy, just yeah. just for the avoidance of, of doubt. I love him. He's a wee rascal and we like rascals in this country. <laughs> no, we do. Yeah, no. We do. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I, I love the wee guy to bits, but yeah. I, I really could put my back, my foot up his backside for the way he's handled himself. Celtic fans, what do you think? 0808 17 17 700. And does anyone want to talk about who's going to be the manager? Has anyone got the strength left? Nobody seems to know what is happening. Silence from the Eddie Howe camp, apart from sort of distancing themselves from the whole thing. Uh, it must be a worry, yeah. Paul, for the yeah. Celtic fans. Clock is ticking. Uh, they, yeah. they want to know who's going to be managing their team. They want to know who's going to be taking their team forward. Um, so it's a worrying time for Celtic supporters. All the teams have arrived in here, oh, so uh, here we go. I hope you're all paying attention. We could do a quiz here when we give you the team news. So for Livy, that's the same lineup for the last four games for the match at Celtic and uh, Celtic against Livy. All three o'clock kickoffs this afternoon. Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred, and we're on the socials at Go Football Show. Barry Ferguson, Davy Proven, Paul Cooney. New sound of the Saturday afternoon till the end of the season. Um, what do you make of the Celtic lineup, Barry? It's a think? four. Yep. 4-2-3-1 formation um, obviously Ben and goal at a back four of uh, Kenny Ayers Welsh and Taylor um, Brown and McGregor I'll be in the middle of the park and three in front of them will be El Yanusi, Turnbull and Forrest and Edward up top and I think the Celtic fans will be absolutely delighted to see James Forrest he's been a massive miss for Celtic Paul this season um, I've said that many a times on this show I don't think he was appreciated enough um, and 
I think the Celtic fans have realised how big a miss he has been for Celtic um, since he got his injury. Davy, yeah, I couldn't disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, also you look in, you know, the, the the goals he chipped in as well. You know, he's not just a creator. And you know, I was talking about stretching the game a, a moment ago. Nobody stretches the game better than than James Forrest when he takes the ball for a run. And I'm looking at that Celtic side, and I would imagine that John Kennedy will have that team in his mind. For Ibrox, mm-hmm. that will be as near, yep. I think. If they all get through this unscathed today, I'd imagine that that will be pretty close to the team that runs out of Ibrox. Rangers in action tomorrow at Ibrox against Hibs, of course. Uh, well, this time next week, we'll be getting ready for Rangers Celtic in the Cup. Four o'clock kickoff. We thought it was a strange time, Davey. Barry said immediately, it's quite late in the day. We haven't seen that for a long time. What do you think? <sighs> It's, it's Glasgow, isn't it? You, t- you take a chance. I mean, the, the the police have deliberately always tried to move the game forward, and I think the the less time you you give people before that kickoff, the better, in terms of for public order, if you like. And yeah, you want it to be an easy day for the police, don't you? Mm-hmm. Cup final has come early. You know, people would love. We said a few weeks ago, it'd be great to. You can never preordain these things, but you know, the sunshine, Hamden. Was it all normally sunny, Davy? Is that your memories of? Uh, Scottish Cup final day? Uh, my, my first Cup final was an old firm Cup final and it was about 67 degrees at Hamden and it went to extra time. And I remember thinking in extra time, it was nil-nil and the replay was scheduled for the Tuesday and I remember thinking, I'd already taken cramp and I thought, I can't do this again on Tuesday. Uh, so, what happened? Uh, well, George McCluskey popped up with a with winner. So, <laughs> we it, it saved us going back to Hamden on the Tuesday, thank heavens. <laughs> Have you ever had that feeling, Barry? I don't fancy this replay, let's do it. Um, no, lucky yeah. enough, the, the five cup finals I've in, I was involved in the Scottish Cup, they never went to extra time. Um, but again, every cup final I've played in at Hamden, it's been absolute roasting mm. on the day. <laughs> we had a question for you the other day, Davy. Barry said, why did Davy Proven not get more Scotland caps? Uh, Davy uh, Cooper, Gordon uh, Strachan, Peter Weir... Eamon Bannon, John mm. Robertson, Arthur Graham. It's um, not a bad list. Uh, <laughs> I, I got one of them. I said Davy Cooper. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. We, we did have yeah. so many good white players at that yeah. time. It, it was to actually get in the squad. You had to be yeah. playing. But we're, we're actually talking about it on Wednesday. Yeah. And yeah. I said that it's um, why you never get enough caps. And I don't think Davy Cooper get many caps either, Davy. Not sure, maybe not as many C- as he certainly should not, as well. not yeah. as many as he, as he mm. should have had. That's that's for sure. We saw your goal against Israel. They showed it, as you know, <laughs> in the program and the hair, yeah. the hairstyle as well. Yeah, <laughs> 80, 80, I think eighty thousand in that game. Was it amazing? Yeah. yeah, crowds you know that, that we used to get for the international games. Well, we'll have twelve thousand at Hamden. How do you feel about that for the Euros? Well, listen, it's better than better than empty empty seats. I I, I think it's destroyed the game. Mm. You know, watching football in front of 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 empty seats and. It's, it's the thin end of the wedge. Hopefully 12,000 will turn into full stadium before the summer's out and certainly hopefully for the start of next season. Mm-hmm. OK, we'll, let's hear from uh, Stephen Gerrard now looking forward to the match tomorrow uh, with Hibs. Goals without saying you're going to have to be at your best to get the right results against Hibs and um, we have had previous tough challenges against this team and um, we have to be ready and at our best again at the weekend because this is not a team that you can take lightly or be complacent against because uh, they'll make you pay. And for Rangers, Davy, can you see them going the whole season domestically, invincibles in the league? Well, they're, they're pretty close to it now, aren't they? Mm. Um, you know whether they, they they can do it. I mean, I, I don't think it really matters, Paul. To be honest with you, it was all about winning the league, wasn't it? Yep. Um, they can turn their attention probably to the, the Scottish Cup tie as much as anything. Now they might take their eye off the ball in the league, 
it's no big deal if they were to slip up, is it? The key thing was to win it, wasn't it? Oh, for I'm, Rangers, I'm, yeah. I'm, well, particularly given the significance of this season. Mm. Um, I've got to say, before a ball was kicked, I didn't, I didn't fancy Rangers at all. Um, having watched them collapse, you know, when the heat was on, but fair play to them, they have been relentless. And what would you say for the job of uh, Stephen Gerrard this season? Because you weren't on for a few weeks, you were getting the vaccinations. Great to see you back with us. What would you say about the new champions? Terrific. Um, I mean, I mean, you, you can win a cup, I think, with a fair bit of luck in the wind at your back. You, you can you can win a cup by a fair amount of luck. You don't win the league by being lucky. Uh, and they've, they've done it week in, week out, even when they're not playing at their very best. They, they've been good enough and they've just burned Celtic off this season. I think even had Celtic been at it this season, uh, I think I think Rangers would still have come better. Would have, would have come off best. Yeah, because Celtic fans were saying for ages, oh, Celtic will you know come good and Celtic are better players than Rangers, but you don't believe that is the no, case. No, I, I yeah. don't think... On any given 90 minutes, I think Celtic can match them. Yeah. But, you know, the league's about going up to Ross County on a, a Tuesday, January night when the, the sleet's hitting your mm-hmm. face sideways. And, and doing it up there and that, that's what Rangers have done this season they're the games that win you titles believe me when I say it listen the old firm games are massive when you play each other four times a season but when you go to, to places like Fir Park Easter Road Tanadice up to Dingwall and you, you scrape results that's what Rangers have done this year That they've um, when they've not played well they've found a way of winning football matches and if you say to me what, what David just mentioned a couple of minutes ago people were asking me at the start of the season I was worried mm-hmm because of the way the season ended for Rangers but his recruitment's been really good what they've done in pre-season they've went away they've got their heads down they've worked really hard he's got a certain way of playing and he's not scared to change it as well and they've got a strong strong squad there so the job he's done this season has been fantastic there's no doubt about that and Rangers continue to sign the players you know for next season and beyond it was Tavernier the other day Balligan now as well it's all falling into place for next year but I think the important one were, were the experienced guys uh, and I'm yeah. sure Davey will agree with me Alan McGregor's been phenomenal for Rangers and so is Stephen Davis at, at their age but they're not, going, they're not getting any younger but they're key to that dressing room and obviously Tavernier again with, had his critics 12 months or so ago um, he came through it showed real character strong mentality fantastic season up until he got injured um, Balligan's come in and done a job done pretty well and I'm sure he'll for me the best time to strengthen is when you're on top and I know for a fact that he's he's wanting to go and strengthen this squad even more I, I just wonder how much of an influence Michael Beale is it Michael Beale? yep that's it has been particularly on the back four I don't know the figures in front of me, but Rangers have hardly lost any goals at all this season. The figures are astonishing. Two games in the league at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, last season, I always felt there was a ricket in Conor Goldson. Yep. I always felt there was a mistake in him. And we've seen it in old firm games as well. He's hardly put a foot wrong this year. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody somebody is talking to him or somebody is coaching him properly. And and the two centre-backs, the, the way they've defended. Uh, because the full-backs obviously push on. But... The defensive record is in itself is astonishing. Played 33, they've got 89 points. A goal difference, 68. The goals against, as you said, Barry, 10 goals and 4, 78. Yeah. Some record, isn't it? 10 goals. 10 goals. Yeah. Questions, uh, questions have to be asked. They've only conceded two at home. I know, yeah, isn't that amazing? Eight away. Yep. Yep. Phenomenal. Who's your player of the year, Davey? Stephen Davis. Yes, yeah. right, OK. Yeah. Yeah. Barry, that was your runner-up, wasn't it? <laughs> well, it was a close one. Listen, for me, it's a toss of the coin. Both of them have been exceptional. Um, I just think the difference in Rangers and Celtic 
Look at the goalkeeper situation. For me, Alan McGregor wins you 15, 18 points a season and he's certainly done that. Um, but I can't argue if Stephen Davis gets it as well to them. I've, I've, as I said, I've been um, in top, top form this season. Davey, why, why are you going for Stephen Davis? Um, it's, it's not a it's not a, a sentimental one, Paul, because he's you know because he's he's coming to the end of his career. Um, I, I just think he's the way he looks after the ball, the the example that, that he is in the, the Rangers dressing room, mm. um, and to get 125, 126 caps yeah, now. Brilliant. It's another example of his professionalism because I remember there was a, a home kind of home international tournament played in in, in Dublin with the, the four nations or five nations. And Anthony Stokes had just played mm. in the Scottish Cup final for Celtic. He'd come on as a substitute, played half an hour, and he pulled out the Republic squad because he said he was tired. Stephen Davis mm. played every game at that tournament for Northern Ireland. And that just sums Stephen Davis up. Tells you everything about him. More chat. David Proven, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney. I can tell you Man City have equalised and Torres scored in 76 minutes. Two minutes remaining there. We're back with more team news next. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. The Go Radio Football Show. Saturday afternoon, the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited. We're in the company of Barry Ferguson and Davey Proven. And we're going to be taking your calls as well as we keep you right up to date with the events this afternoon. Celtic against Livingston, Hamilton, Dundee United, Kilmarnock against Ross County, Motherwell against St Mirren and St Johnson against Aberdeen. And going into the break there, it was 1-1 Man City and 10-man Leeds. But uh, Leeds have scored. I think they're still playing, Davey, but it's a 2-1 Leeds United at the Etihad. Surprise. Yeah, a bit to go, but, you know, I I think the game against Dortmund must have taken something out uh, Man City. I I think Guardiola probably feels he's got the league wrapped up. It's all about the Champions League. I don't think he's won it for eight seasons now with Bayern and Man City, so he's due to come good. Man City would love to win that and do the quadruple. Yeah, but I think it's going to be a difficult game over in Dortmund. Me and Davey were speaking off air. They're a good team. A top team with with, with top players. Um, Not a lot of people will probably know the names in that Dortmund team, but they've got... Um, some ability uh, so that's going to be a tough game for Man City if they're not bang on on their game at the top of their game they'll struggle to get through they could win it Davey you reckon Dortmund yeah yeah absolutely um, Real Madrid could win it as well they thought yeah. they were fabulous against Liverpool yeah. um, just so many good teams Bayern Munich struggling now against yeah, PSG, PSG after the first leg so wide open Shows you how it changes so quickly because last season oh, yeah, yeah. Know, Bayern were uh, amazing. Yeah, but, I mean clubs like Man City and PSG yeah. spend that money to win the Champions League, don't they? Going to take a call now. Simon is on from Falkirk. Uh, Simon, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How you doing? Uh, good, thanks. You are a Falkirk fan. Good to hear you. Yes. Uh, yep. So, uh, what did you think of your team? Was... What did you think of your team last weekend? How you played against Celtic? Uh, well, they were uh, okay for the first half, but. Yeah. Not to get, not to have a shot on target was a bit poor, but or a shot at all. But um, maybe league official, maybe come to us. Know what I mean? No. <laughs> you never know. The same maybe Aberdeen for it. Who knows? So what did you want to ask I, Barry and Davy? No, my my point was I agree completely with Davy and Barry in the sense that Lee Griffiths needs to leave Celtic. And uh, I mean that guy could walk into any football team in SPL and possibly even the Championship in England. He's in his prime at 30-year-old and, you know, he must be looking... I mean, the guy scored... I mean, why score one free kick when you can score two against England? You know what I mean? And um, he can just get a bit of magic for nowhere 
And uh, like I said, if he's got any aspirations of getting back in Scotland team, he's going to have to just walk away from Celtic um, and and play football. But do you not think Celtic must have a reason for not playing him just now because they needed him? You know, I mean, the Rangers game a few weeks ago, they brought him on in the 89th minute. It tells you everything, Simon, doesn't it? It is time to go, probably. Yeah, it is. But And everyone here wants to see him at his best. Barry, I wonder who could get a grip of him and help him. I mean that in the best possible yeah, way. Yeah, I, I think it needs to be somebody who's going to give him a, an arm round about the shoulder. Um, look, 30-year-old, he's still got five, six good years left in him. There's no doubt if he, um, if he looks after himself. He's probably maybe sitting back now thinking right do you know what I need to go somewhere I need to knuckle down I need to work hard is it going where, to be at Celtic where does he go Barry that's the thing where does he go it's only you mentioned earlier Davy. it's only down for Celtic and that's the regret that he'll have he'll look back upon this as probably mm, should I have maybe knuckled down this season now he's running out of contract he's not going to they're not going to renew it but where does he go the only way for a Celtic or Rangers is down does he go to a, an Aberdeen maybe with the connection with Scott Brown going up there my, my point, Barry, would be that if he's not motivated enough to get himself into proper shape with Celtic, mm-hmm. if he pulls on a Hibs strip or an Aberdeen strip, is he going to be motivated to play for them? You know, it's going to be really tough for him. I would hope so, David, because I, I want to see a player like him with the ability he's got coming back. Um, we've agreed. I, I think he's a top player. There's no doubt in my mind. I just hope somebody gets in front of him and has a, a, a good 10-15 minute chat and make sure that he's focused and want to go back to the levels that I believe he can get at. He's For me, he's the best striker in Scotland. There's no doubt in my mind. A fit Lee Griffiths, nobody touches him. Do you agree with that, Simon? The best striker in the country? Um, maybe, maybe on his day, um, mm. but he's no, he's no consistent enough. I think, I mean, looking back, I remember when he was at, when he was at Hibs, and um, I mean, I think that's where he should probably end up going. I know he's been linked to Aberdeen, but in the sense of, you know, there's talk of the boy Nisbet going down south and mm-hmm. uh, Doy going away. Um, and if he was to, you know, I remember Falkirk being 3 0 up at Hamden in a Scottish Cup semi final and he scored two and set up the one, other one and they beat us 4 3. And just things like that. Nobody, you, know, you don't think anybody else, really, when you think of Scottish players. There's no really anybody else that can that has that magic and that's yeah. able to do that. I mean, he must be kicking himself thinking that. I mean, I love uh, Lyndon Dykes and mm-hmm. uh, the boy Che Adams, but you know, one's Australian and one's Scottish. He must be kicking himself. Uh, one's English, sorry, and you must be kicking himself going, "That should really be me yeah. in that Scotland yeah. team." See, see, the only person that can fix us is Lee Griffiths yeah. himself. Yeah. And Neil, Neil Lennon must have tried every mm-hmm. day of the week to try and get him. He must have tried every approach with Lee Griffiths. Barry's saying arm round the shoulder, he's probably given him a rocket. Nothing worked, you know, nothing worked and Lee Griffiths is the only guy who can figure this out. And Neil Lennon has spoken over the years about mental health issues, so he's really open about it. He's been courageous yeah. as well and he would understand. I think I think Celtic bent over backwards to try yeah. and help the player. Um, for, for some reason, he's not managed to get himself back in the, the kind of... In the kind of shape he has to be in to, to play at the top level. See, see, in terms of watching football and listening to people talk who have played the game, the topic of conversation a lot has been about Lee Griffiths. Mm. I've heard Davey saying what he thinks of him. I've said my piece. I've heard plenty of people mm. on different channels. They think the world of Lee Griffiths. They know how good a player he is. And um, it's actually frustrating when you see a player of that ability 
Sitting Sitting on the bench Sitting on the stand No playing football For sure Simon bring it back To your own Falkirk Playing Clyde this afternoon How are you feeling? What, what's, oh. your predi- what's your prediction? Goodness knows Goodness knows With David Goodwillie up front I mean he's He's They're almost like A one man team with him So they're, they're, our, they're our Kind of bogey team we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens I'm just as long as they get the result, we need to get back into the championship and try and work our way back up because the club's too big to be to be down in League One and playing part time sides and all that. So, and a magnificent um, stadium you have there, the new stadium, isn't it, David? I know, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was built for it was built for Premier League, yeah. uh, and it's only seen that for a couple of seasons. So, such um, a big town. It's such a big it? town. Sure. It's you know, it's it's got all the potential. Yeah. Folk it. Um, I'm, old, so. I'm old enough oh, to remember no. the old days of Brockville, but yeah. they've come such a long uh, way since then. I remember Brockville. Well, they, they, they belong. They belong if top of the championship or certainly in the the Premiership sure. itself. I think they're coming back, though. They should. Well, listen, yeah. I, I hope so. I really do. Simon, that's a good well, call. My yep. yep. Thanks very much, Simon. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for calling Thank Go Radio. First call of the afternoon. 0808 17 17 700. We'll, be, we'll see the Celtic Livy game on uh, Celtic TV. Jackie McNamara, it's good to see him back and well. He's been on the programme with us. And Alan Stubbs, the former Celtic St Mirren and Hibs manager. Not Celtic manager, but he was the Hibs manager and uh, St Mirren for a, a short time. And uh, I wonder if they're talking about who's going to be the new manager of Celtic. I wonder where the money would be now. If not, Eddie Howe, who's it going to be? David, have you any thoughts on who it would be? Well, I, I said I would have had Roy Keane mm-hmm. from you from did. day one, and I, I know a lot of people think he's a dinosaur. Um, I tell you what, he's, he's not a bad dinosaur to have at your football club because he does not tolerate failure, underachievement. Uh, he would get the respect of the players, and I think if you watch him on Sky, you can see he's intelligent enough to, you know, to 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 go into a club, and if he, if he doesn't see himself as a top coach, certainly to bring a top coach in with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that chemistry would have worked for Celtic. I, I, I think I think it, I think that boat has sailed now. I don't think Roy Keane, even where he offered it now, uh, I don't think he would take it because clearly it wasn't first choice. Mm. And the danger for me now with Eddie Howe is that Celtic gets strung along by Eddie Howe, who's maybe looking for a bit of leverage here to get another job in England, and Celtic end up with egg in their face. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's the problem, Davy, with Celtic not appointing a new manager that maybe the manager wants to bring in? A number of his own staff. Well, I would certainly hope, Barry, after Neil Lennon not being allowed to bring in Johan Mialbi, that whoever takes the job mm-hmm. surely would only take it under the circumstances that they could appoint their own backroom team. And I, I would think Eddie Howe would absolutely demand the right to pick his own backroom, st- backroom team. I mean, w- would you would you take a job? Would you take a job if, if you were told who your assistant was going to be? No, no, but I made the point about Stephen Gerrard. He was allowed to bring in Michael Beale, Gary yeah. Mack. But then on top of that, see, each season, he's added on to that staff. Stephen Gerrard's got maybe 11, 12, 13 people behind him. And that you know what it's like modern day football, Davy. That's the kind of staff you need at elite level. Also, the, the, the manager doesn't necessarily have to be a, a top coach. Mm-hmm. Kenny Dalglish won the league at Blackburn and would tell you Kenny didn't do any coaching. None. It was Ray Hartford who did the coaching yeah. for Blackburn. So you can have two. That, and, and even Stephen Gerrard Michael Beale is a good example. I'm just about to say that. If you listen to Stephen Gerrard, he says he's still in the apprenticeship stages management. Michael Beale does a lot of the training. 
One of the other things today is we're reading that Brecon are uh, not happy about the playoffs <laughs> coming up. Barry has to, we declare an interest. Our own Barry here is the manager of Kelty Hearts. But Davey, I was dismayed this morning when I read it. He's, the Brecon guy has resigned from SPFL um, position that he's in. Well, well he's trying to avoid a conflict of, course. of interest. Either that or he can see what's coming down the track. Which yeah. is the playoff. Well, maybe, maybe they're going to stop Kelty or Brora, the winner of that playoff, getting into to League Two. How could they do that? Maybe he's trying to wash his hands of it. Well, they did it last year. Surely they couldn't do it again this year. Well, you know, the, the yeah. quotes in the paper were, the, the, they were looking into whether the, the clubs yeah. satisfied the, the criteria, criteria to get We're certainly satisfied the criteria. There's no issues with our club. Mm-hmm. We've already checked all that out, Davey. I think it's coming down to, they're trying to find something. Mm-hmm. They're trying to but, find but, something but why? to stop but, it. Because they're destroying the pyramid system. Exactly. These are the same guys who kept talking about sporting integrity when they stitched Hearts up and Partick Thistle. Mm-hmm. You know, when they called yep. the leagues early and they kept talking about sporting integrity. What is what is fair about stopping the playoff two seasons in a row? You know, mm. having stopped it last season, how can you do it again? There's no excuse. This year, there's no... I mean, last year, it was a, a sort of fog of, oh, COVID, nobody knew what was coming. There's no reason for this whatsoever. And if the SFA go along with this, then see, that would see be the pyramid shameful. system, Paul. The pyramid yeah. system allows ambitious clubs yeah. who maybe put a bit of finance into their, their stadium, into their squad mm-hmm. to try and progress mm-hmm. into the SPFL. Now, it just feels to me each season there's that many hurdles to get over. They're making it so difficult for clubs like ourselves like a number of clubs in the Lowland League who have got real ambition and then I'll go even to the Highland League teams and even the league below us there's team there's um, committees and boards who put a lot of their own hard earned money into making their club as best as it can be to make that progression through the pyramid system into the SPFL well, what about you today? You've had your players together for the first time in over three months and three days since you last saw them. Yep. And the club have spent how much today? Just on testing today? Yeah, we tested 30 people, so it'll be around about £2,000, Mark. That's um, £2,000 yeah. cash that someone has but to pay. But we don't know if the game's going to go ahead. But we've got to remain professional, and I've said that to the players today. Listen, we ran, we tested, we socially distanced, done a bit mm-hmm. of coaching, which wasn't ideal. We'll be able to get all together on Tuesday when I get them. Obviously, when the tests come back tomorrow... Um, so we are we are obviously outlaying money just now with the possibility of not getting the playoff game. What what they might say in their defence, mm-hmm. the SPFL, they might say the Highland League was called after just three games. Yep. And so it wasn't a proper mm-hmm. championship and they're not mm-hmm. proper champions. But surely that. on the basis of what happened to these two clubs last exactly. season. Exactly, it's the same two clubs. Can they not bend a wee bit and, yeah. and allow common sense to sure. prevail here? Yeah. Exactly, because in Brora's case, it's only three games. You say, well, that is early. But they were leaders yeah. after most of the season was played a year ago. So come on, how could you possibly? The whole thing, there was something smells about it. The fact that they weren't allowed to train until yesterday. And nine days ago, Barry's team could have been training. Couldn't figure out what it was. Surely uh, that this will go ahead. The playoff, the pyramid system is a good thing. It's a healthy thing. And it keeps them on their toes as well in, but, in the second for, Forgive my ignorance here. Who makes this call? Is it the SPFL or is it the SFA? Who, who make this call? See, th- this is a crazy thing. See the game between ourselves and Brora. It's an SFA tournament. So whoever wins that, the SPFL then give right. the SFA the forty-second club to play in the playoff game to get into the SPFL. But both of them are together, and it, 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 listen, th- mm. these are the two people who run our game up here, and it worries me. The people who run our game. Mm-hmm. 
with the, the amount of things not, not just at our level throughout all levels of football the people who run our game it seriously concerns me Alright, what do you think? Give us a call 0808 17 17 700 It's the SFA Hopefully we'll sort out But it's interesting Davey, isn't it? It's the SPFL and the SFA So you can you can feel a buck being passed between well, two uh, yeah, That's absolutely. the worry, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely um, I just don't understand the reluctance Because for years they talked about the leagues needing more ventilation mm, yep. they, they wanted the more ambitious non-league clubs If I can call them that To come into the, the league through the pyramid system And now they've effectively you know, roadblocked the pyramid system that they were all talking about. Go back to the Premiership in a moment or two and we'll get your predictions, we'll give you more team news. That's next. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. Saturday afternoon, the Go Radio Football Show with OPC Energy Limited, Davy Proven, Barry Ferguson, Paul Cooney and lots of your calls coming in. Lots of the topics uh, on the go. Bobby Madden is going to be the referee for the Rangers-Celtic Scottish Cup match a week today and we will be on air for that game. Uh, other headlines, just looking at some of the things today. UEFA confirms Hamden will host games, we know that this summer, with the fans. There'll be face masks, mandatory, no hugging. Well, we hope we will be able to, or we'd like to, hopefully uh, some goals. That, that is a nonsense, isn't it? Isn't no, it? no hugging. So, <laughs> yeah. so don't celebrate a goal. No. I mean, are they having a laugh here? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the problem is that four of the cities, Paul, so far have not been able to give yeah. a guarantee there'll be allowed crowds. I think it's Rome, Munich, Dublin, Bilbao and Dublin. Yeah. So Hamden could get even more games. Course. Hopefully, yep. We've got four at the moment, and it could well be more. I, I, listen, I know public safety comes first, but thankfully the vaccine is over. What thirty-three million people in the UK? More than half the population have had it, and uh, we've protected the elderly. And listen, the weather's getting better. There's, it's so much better the situation. Hopefully by then as well with the twelve thousand. So they they must stay in their seats as well. So I suppose the question is, would you rather stay at home and enjoy it, <laughs> or be at Hamden for that match with the Czech Republic, and then Croatia, and then? Wembley I'm not sure we've not mentioned the boogie bus for ages Barry have we I don't know if we're going to be allowed to Wembley they're saying maybe 3,000 Scottish fans well we need a social distance and the boogie bus <laughs> for the to <laughs> Gretna <laughs> uh, we will of course abide by all the rules it's uh, a serious uh, topic but listen thank goodness we're there and it's good at least we've got 12,000 fans in did, there did yeah. I see just come back one the Scottish mm. Cup final there's no fans allowed correct yep they're saying that Hamden's been handed over to UEFA it's a real pity isn't it it would have been great to have fans at the cup final but it's handed over to UEFA so they get it ready for the 12,000 who are coming in for the you know it's just a start Paul and as you say you know the vaccine rollout has been a great success weather's getting better and this will soon be over hopefully Davey I don't know about you I I would have struggled to play in front of empty stadiums honestly my respect goes to the the players I've done it once we played into Milan in a Champions League game at the I was San, there, Siro. San Siro. Yeah, I was there. Very, very strange. I, I just yeah. think you need fans, whether they're cheering you on or whether they're giving you a wee bit. Um, yeah. It must have, it must have been hard for the players mm-hmm. this season. That's where the adrenaline comes from. Yeah. It comes from the support. Yeah. You know, players without adrenaline, and and they are effectively glorified training sessions. Mm. Um, that's that's what they that's what they certainly look like. Um, I, I know that it, it means an awful lot to players, you know, to, to go and win a league, but. Uh, I'm sure Stephen Gerrard would much rather have won it in front of a full house, you know, clinched it in front of a full house. Did right. you play in front of an empty stadium? Uh, I played once. We played Atletico Madrid at Celtic Park. Um, I think it was a legacy of the Rapid Vienna game. Yeah. Where bottles had been thrown mm. on the pitch. 85. Anyway, it was a closed doors game. It was the most horrible mm. 90 minutes. Yeah. Not just because they beat us 2-1, but just surreal. 
to you know to, to be able to hear your teammates shout. Normally you can't hear the referees whistle, as you know. But to be able to hear every word that was been said by different players was it was bizarre. We're heading towards uh, kick-off time at three. Let's look at Hamilton against Dundee United. And the most significant thing is that Hamilton have only six players on the bench, a goalkeeper and five outfield players. They have the 1-11 to is Gurley, O'Dolphin, McMahon, Easton the captain, Hamilton, Anderson, Hughes, Martin, Monroe, Hodgson and Callaghan against the Dundee United with Segrist and Goal, Smith and Sporla, Reynolds the skipper, McNulty and Edwards, Robson, Butcher, Harks, Shankland and Fuchs. Barry, who do you fancy, your hometown team or uh, Mickey Mellon's Dundee United? Listen, in terms of Hamilton, um, I've got to go with Hamilton. They find a way to get results when people expect them to get beat. Um, And I honestly believe um, that Hamilton will get in that that playoff spot at the second bottom. Um, they've got the experience of doing it I really like Chipper I, I like Brian Rice I, I listened to his interview uh, for last week obviously a frustration uh, and I get where he's coming from because mm. people looked at, I think people looked down on Hamilton at times so I, I totally understood him so I'm going to go for Hamilton to get a, a surprise victory So Hamilton on 27 points so if they get the 3 points they go on 30 we'll see what happens elsewhere David who do you fancy Hamilton or Dundee United? I think that's a Desmond Do you? You think it's going to be a 2-2 in which case Ackies would be in 28 which brings me to the next game then it's uh, Kilmarnock against Ross County and Killy line up with Doyle McGowan Broadfoot Medley Houndstrup Power Dicker the captain Mackenzie Pinnock Burke and Lafferty up against Ross County, who are Laidlaw, Tremarco and Draper, Gardine, Mackay and Vigers, the skipper, Watson, Yakaviti, Tilson, Naismith and White. Who's going to win, Davy? I think Kilmarnock will shade that. And yeah. I think that Barry made the point earlier on that Kyle Lafferty, I think, might just be the difference in keeping them up. Been a good signing. Looks, I mean, it looks really bad for Tommy Wright at first. The first few yeah. games, one goal. But but Lafferty, I mean... If you look at his numbers at every club he's been with, he's you know he's been good value everywhere he's gone. What is it about him, Barry? Having played alongside him, he's he's, uh... he's great round about the place. Mm. I'll say that about Big Laugh. Um, he's up to no good most of the time, and he'll be really good for that dressing room because that would have been a dressing room that would have um, been lowering a snake's belly. To be honest with you, in, <laughs> in in terms of the results they've had this this season, so. He'll certainly bright up the dress, uh, brighten up the dressing room. And I think the, the two players at the end there, Burton Lafferty, are massive mm. players. Um, I watched their game, albeit it was against Downhouse Muir, but they had real good link-up uh, with one another. So I'm going to go with Kilmarnock. I think they'll continue their, their, their um, decent result last time out. So you both fancy Killian. That would take them on to 31 points. Motherwell against St Mirren this afternoon. So Motherwell, Kelly in goal. O'Donnell and Gallagher, the captain, is back. Lammy, McGinley and Campbell. Crawford, Lawless, Roberts, Cole and Long. Against St Mirren, who just missed out, of course, in the last two minutes. They would have been top six if the game lasted 88 minutes. It's Anakin goals, Shaughnessy, the skipper, McCarthy, Doyle Hayes, Flynn and Dermus. McGrath, Conley, Fraser, Erwin and Erehan. Who do you fancy there, Davey? I'll take St Mun. Right. And I I, I think Jim Goodman was right to highlight that some of his players who are eligible for the Republic of Ireland have been ignored. I don't Mm. know why. Mm. Maybe it's the old uh, Scottish Premier League syndrome again. But, you know, they've they've used that market really well. And he must be absolutely sick at the way he missed out in a top six. And Ireland need those players, don't they? Because they've had yeah, a terrible run under Kenny. Yeah, I, I think Jim yeah. Goodwin's recruitment's been excellent. He's went over to um, the League of Ireland 
Um, and he's took a chance on some of these players, but I tell you what, the players have turned up for him. Um, they've, they've had a great season. I think they were one of, they were, I mean, I'd probably say quite a few people's favourites to to, um, to get relegated. So for me, I, I think St Myrna will go and get a good result there. I like Jim Goodwin. I like the way he goes about his business. I like the way that he sets his teams up. So I'm going to go for a St Myrna one. St Myrna on 40 points then. Dundee United in 39 Hamilton, uh, Motherwell on 35 Ross County 29 Killian on 28 and Hamilton on 27 and then to the top 6 then St Johnson the cup winners they're the team with uh, silverware so far along with Rangers yet Rangers still to be presented with the trophy but of course League Cup winners St Johnson so they're up against Aberdeen it's Clark Booth and Kerr the skipper Gordon McCart Bryson McCann Middleton Rooney the scorer in the cup final, Kane and Conway. Against Aberdeen, obviously, with Paul Sheeran still in charge until Stephen Glass takes over probably next week. It's Lewis, the captain in goal, Hoban, Considine, McGinn, Hayes, Ferguson, Camberry, Campbell, Mackenzie, Kennedy and McCrory. I was just reading about your nephew today and they were just saying about, you know, hopefully he can have a good run in. He hasn't scored since he did he have eight goals you know, months ago. It's like the team has dried up for Aberdeen. What do you think today? Yeah, Aberdeen is a team I've been struggling and, and Lewis, listen, had a great start to the season. Um, he's been off the boil a wee bit. I think if you ask Lewis himself, he'll, he'll admit that. I actually watched Aberdeen last week against Dumbarton. I don't know if any of seen it and it was, it was a dreadful watch. I thought Aberdeen were, were really poor. I think Stephen Glass has got a big job in his hands. Um, but in terms of Lewis, he needs to get back to that form because I do think he's got the potential to go to the next level, Paul. Um, but he needs to get performing the way um, we know he can. And I'm sure he'll work even harder to make sure that happens. But in terms of these two teams, I think St. Johnson, at the start of the season, my team came up against St. Johnson in the Betfred Cup. I was worried for St. Johnson. I wasn't impressed at all. Spoke to Callum and he was, he was a bit worried mm-hmm. as well. But as the season's progressed... Month after month, I've got better and better. Deserve to win the League Cup, and I've been real impressed with St. Johnson over the last couple of months. Are they going to win this afternoon? Yep, I think yep. St. Johnson will beat them. I think the back three, Kerr, Gordon, and McCart, have been brilliant for them, as well as Xander Clark in goal. So, yep, I'm going to go for St. Johnson to win that. Davy? Yeah, St. Johnson for me as well. I, mean, I think Aberdeen drifting at the moment until Stephen Glass comes in. Um, Bit of a botched appointment for me. I think it clearly was a done deal before Derek McInnes was was sacked. Um, I think it leaves a sour taste in the mouth. And I, you know, I look at the Aberdeen side, and if if I'm Lewis Ferguson, I'm I'm wanting out of Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he could he could be a better club, do a job for a better club, and I think he'll probably be off in the summer. His form might not be what it what it should be just now. But Dave Cormack has proved this season by selling Scott McKenna, Sam Cosgrove, by punting Scott Wright to Rangers when he could have kept him. He punted him to take 150 grand, um, which second Derek McKenna, I can mm. tell you. Mm. Uh, I don't know where Aberdeen are going next, but yeah, I agree with Davy for Lewis's progression. I think it would be he's a good got to time. Get out of there. Yep, I think it would be a good time. How for... long has he got in his contract, Barry? I think he's got another couple of years after this. So they'll be able to get decent money from Davy. Um, but I think for in terms of Lewis to progress as a footballer and a person, I think it would be in his best interest to maybe look at getting another club. Could he be part of the Celtic rebuild 
for next season. <laughs> I knew you were going yeah. to ask me that. Well, I'd still talk to him again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could say Rangers, but it's not a rebuild there, but you can't have too many good players. I mean, six months ago, it was a stick on you to said he's going to go to Rangers or Celtic mm. or a club in England, maybe mm. mid-table um, in the Premier League in England, but we'll yeah. see. We'll talk about that during the afternoon. We're racing towards three o'clock at the top of the table. So St. Johnson on 40 points. You both think they'll go 43 this afternoon. Livy on 44, Aberdeen on 49. Hibs chasing that third spot. In fact, they're more than chasing it. They look as though they could well get it. They're on 56 points, so they're seven points ahead of Aberdeen. Celtic on 69, and then Rangers on 89. So Celtic this afternoon. Teams will be out shortly. See John Kennedy being interviewed there on Celtic TV. We'll hear from him in a moment or two. That's Bain, Taylor and Brown, the captain, off to Aberdeen soon. We'll talk about that during the afternoon. Turnbull, Kenny and Edward. We'll hear from John Joe Kenny, Elgunusi, Ayer, McGregor, Forrest and Welsh. Up against uh, Livy, same again for Livy. McCrory, Devlin, Fitzwater, Guthrie, Longridge and Bartley, the skipper. Holt, Sibold, Pittman, Forrest and Jet himself, J. Emmanuel Thomas. Davy, what do you reckon? What do you think is going to happen? I think Celtic have to find a performance today ahead of the, the game at Ibrox next weekend. I think John Kennedy will be impressing upon him. This is really a dress rehearsal for Ibrox. I would expect a good performance from Celtic and, and a victory. Let's hear from John Joe Kenny, who is on loan, and he's talking about the importance of winning. I think, you know, we want to bring something back to the fans. Obviously, it's been a, a difficult uh, season, um, but we want to um, keep our hands on the Scottish Cup and, you know, keep winning things. And John Kennedy, about all the speculation? No, I think uh, obviously most of the chat is taking place through the media, uh, different streams, and there's a lot of speculation. And, and that's the way it is, you know, in terms of managerial change. And when there's no media appointment, a lot of rumours start, a lot of stories go around, and that's the way it'll probably be till the club decide, you know, what their next step is with that. But in terms of us, it's just a case of focusing on the football, um, our training, our games, preparing for that you know, and let the, the hierarchy deal with the, the behind-the-scenes stuff. Barry, as someone who's played at the highest level, you're managing. Do you feel for John Kennedy? He's been left and he's kind of on the bridge in his own at the moment. You know, the new chief exec's not in, there's no new chief exec yet. There's no manager, he knows he's going to be going. Do you think he's done well overall? Yeah, I think it's been tough for John Kennedy, there's no doubt about it. And what he needs to do, Paul, is just focus on the training ground and making sure making sure, sorry, he's preparing his, his Celtic team um, to start getting... Decent performances and decent results. This game next week against Rangers. Now I know it's important to get on, to get into a winning habit again today. But this is a massive game for John Kennedy next weekend. This this Scottish Cup game. Um, and what David said at the start of the program. I'm looking at that Celtic team, and that could be the Celtic team to start against Rangers. David, so sorry. they've got yep. to go out and show how much they want to be involved next week. And your scoreline this afternoon? I think Celtic will win convincingly which is what they couldn't do back in what January after the Dubai trip yeah. I mean it was kind of done all over at Ibrooks, but Celtic could have kept in touching distance they still had games to play but they couldn't do it against well, uh, they, a Libby. They, yeah. I mean I, I don't think they were gonna, ever going to catch Rangers anyway but yeah. having to quarantine 13 players for two games just put the final nail in the coffin didn't it as far as John Kennedy is concerned and I've just said that Lewis Ferguson has to go out of Aberdeen I think John Kennedy has to get out of Celtic if he doesn't get the job and it looks unlikely I have to say, I think he handles himself brilliantly. Mm -hmm. I think he's a very impressive individual. Unfortunately, a lot of Celtic fans are pinning the defensive lapses this season on John Kennedy, who's perceived to be the defensive coach. I don't think he's going to get the Celtic job, but having turned down the Hibs job, I think he has to go and manage somewhere on his own now, be his own man. Yeah, I was just about to ask you, do you think he's got to go out and prove? I think so, Barry, yeah. Yep. yeah. I mean, you could, 
either that or he's going to be a number two forever mm-hmm. uh, and you know if, if Eddie Howe comes in I don't think for a minute that Eddie Howe will want any legacy of of the Neil Lennon's coaching staff I think he'll want to bring in his own people mm-hmm. and Scott Brown your take on him is that a mistake the captain going we know he's 35 not what he was but you saw him a few weeks ago against Rangers and he was Celtic's best player yeah I mean I, I, I don't know because I'm not around the place now I'm told he's a terrific influence and I understand that but uh, at that age is he the future of Celtic when you've got Sorrow and Turnbull and McGregor probably not Turnbull for Scotland as the teams come out Celtic against Livy just two minutes away from kickoff. Davy, David just, Turnbull just, it's just such a, a talented area of the Scotland team yeah. he's spoiled for choice Steve Clark. it's so difficult to get in that side now so probably not for you. He's Pro- not going to make it in probably time. Probably not. No. You know, it's maybe maybe come six months, a year too early for him, I think. I think he's got potential. To, look, I like him. I, I like him, Davis. He even Celtic been struggling this year. He's the one that's yeah. that stood tall uh, and took games by the scruff of the neck. I, I think, look, he'll have aspirations to try and get into that squad. I think it might be difficult because I think Steve Clark's loyal to the, the group of players that have got them there. But I think he's a Scotland player for the future. This is the Go Radio Football Show. There is a minute silence now in football throughout the UK uh, to mark the passing, the death yesterday of Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. So the minute silence throughout uh, sports in the UK today. There'll be two minutes silence before the Grand National this afternoon at Aintree and all across the country. That's the minute silence there. Uh, we can see there Celtic against Livy. They're just getting ready. We saw the two captains, Marvin Bartley, together with uh, Scott Brown. Davy, Forest yeah. Brothers playing against each other today. Yeah, I wonder indeed. if they're playing the same side of the pitch. It'll be interesting to see where Alan, Alan plays. If he plays left side, he's right up against his brother. Great point. Look forward to seeing that this afternoon. Quick break and then we're back. You'll miss none of the action in Go Radio. The Go Radio Football Show. Talking football first. Listen live weeknights from five. I agree with John in terms of the inconsistencies from the SFA because we've been speaking about that for some time now. And if you're talking about obviously punishments and stuff, obviously Bolongoli left the country at his own will and then come back in and he trained amongst his peers and he went and played at Kilmarnock and put other people health to jeopardy. I definitely agree with John in terms of the inconsistencies and to be honest with you I'd probably be a bit frustrated as well uh, with him if you know good players were available to play against his team next week as well so I saw, I feel his pain Stephen Gerrard more on that in a moment or two first goal of the afternoon in the Premiership and it's our own Chris Burke who's scored in three minutes Kilmarnock 1 Ross County nil. Barry so far you were right yeah, yeah? I, I mentioned that um, we Burke and, and uh, Big Kyle Lafferty will be very very important for Kilmarnock and the run into this um, to the end of the season uh, 
Berkey brings so much experience Brilliant to still see him Playing at a very good level At 36 mm. So um, That's one thing he had to add to his game And he's doing it at the, the Grand old age of 36 mm. Goals He's such a pro Isn't he uh, Davey Chris Park was a really good player Well Barry knows that Playing yeah, alongside yeah. him As a youngster at Rangers oh, yeah. Terrific I also think the, the, the likes of Chris Burke and Kyle Lafferty Bring also uh, Not just experience But uh, Just something that you get When you're at the old firm That is, mm. is absolutely priceless in terms confidence. of confidence I think I think You need to be a strong character And mm. I think if you Whatever club you go to After that You take that with you And I think I think it helps That dressing room That you go to where do we go to on this one about Stephen Gerrard and John Kennedy? They're, you know, some of the papers saying they're up against each other on this. It's the issue of the COVID five because two months later they still haven't had the verdict from the SFA, and of course Nathan Patterson can play against Celtic, so they they all could three of them anyway. Um, a, a week tomorrow, and Celtic saying there's inconsistency, and Stephen Gerrard saying yeah there is inconsistency as well. Where do we stand on it? Where can we take it uh, forward on this, Davy? What's your view? I've had to write it down here, Paul. Yeah. The, 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 the whole background to <laughs> it's this. It's complicated, well, isn't it? Ball and ball and golly, right? He goes on holiday, he got caught, come back, played against Kilmarnock, got caught. Mm-hmm. The SFA acted within four days. Mm-hmm. They gave him a five match ban, two suspended. Jordan Jones and George Edmondson caught seven game ban, not five. Seven. Can I just tell you, Ross County have equalised. Michael Gardine has scored, so it's 1-1. Sorry, back to you. The Aberdeen 8. Yep. Three-match ban. Suspended for six months, so they effectively weren't banned at all. And the Dons had three games postponed and they were able, able to play them later on. Mm-hmm. So it, it's been inconsistent from start to finish. Yep. Mm-hmm. The, the one thing I want to highlight about Stephen Gerrard, who's normally normally talks a lot of sense... You know, he's talking about the SFA's inconsistency. He didn't appeal the seven-game ban for Jones and Edmondson. Why is he appealing the ban, in particular, for Nathan Patterson? Okay, Barry, I'm going to ask you to comment. Dundee United have scored. Mark McNulty scored at Hamilton in just six minutes. Well, Davies just rhymed it off there. Very, very inconsistent. That's that's the issue. And that's why John Kennedy's raised... This and um, you hear Stephen Gerrard saying the same thing. Now I agree that, that listen from start to finish, there's, there's been certainly a lot of inconsistencies throughout. Um, but listen, listen, <laughs> there's a big game next week, and I can see the reason why. I don't think James Tavernier is going to be fit. He needs so his right Nathan back. Nathan Patterson. Yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, Ra- Rangers, Rangers appealed on the second of April. It mm-hmm. won't be heard until the twentieth of April. Eighteen days. So I can see where John Kennedy's coming mm-hmm. from. Yeah. Why? Why is it going to take that length of time to make a decide? You know, to hear this appeal. I'm why, sure. Why, is it, why is it going to take that length of time? And the other thing I've got to pull Stephen Gerrard up a bit is saying that because young Patterson is a future Scotland international, he should be treated differently. What is that about? I'm sure if John Kennedy was in the same position, he would do the same thing. Hmm? There's no doubt in my mind. If, if you're a manager, you go and try and do what's best for your team. Agreed, so I'm just watching some scores come in here. Exactly, there's such inconsistency from the SFA. We've been banging on about oh. it for two weeks about the situation with Kelty and Brora and look what's happening with the pyramid. Is the playoff going to happen? Well, the playoffs look as though they'll happen, but will they actually get yeah. the chance to go up? There's such a lack of inconsistency, a lack of consistency. Yeah, listen, if, if John Kennedy, Barry's right, John Kennedy would do the self-same thing. Sure. Try and play for time yeah. and make sure your players are available for the, the important game next weekend. 
But how can the SFA justify taking 18 days from Rangers' appeal to hear that appeal? Mm-hmm. How can it take 18 days? But they don't answer to anyone, do they? Well, <laughs> they don't come back and give this. I mean, it's logical the way you've you've laid it out. Uh, what yeah. was the length of ball and goalie? Was four days? They acted within four days. What yeah. was the Aberdeen three? Not sure how. Oh, the Aberdeen. Sorry, the, the they, ones they got a three match ban suspended mm. for six months. So basically, so effectively, they weren't banned at all. Yep. Mm. Um, Jordan Jones and Edmondson. Seven they, games. Yep. Seven how games. And Rangers did it, didn't appeal. Yep. How long did it take the SFA to not, come up with that not, decision? Not sure. Mm. I don't have that. We'll check that. But it just see. strikes me yep. as odd that, that yep. Rangers wouldn't appeal a more severe ban, a seven game ban for Jones and Edmondson, and yet appeal a five game ban. Mm-hmm. For Parson and Zungu and Bassi. Here's Stephen Jarrett about that. I'm the only one who knows the details of our own COVID situations. These guys have broke rules, they deserve punishments. But what we feel is if not everything's been taken into consideration because we were at the forefront in terms of making sure that we suspended these players ourselves and they missed games of football on the back of that. We took the maximum fine and we were really strong and forceful in terms of our punishments with the lads. So we're not trying to defend what they've done. It was my own opinion, which I've got my right to, is that I don't think there's any consistency in terms of the outcome of the bans. Uh, I don't see why these set of players deserve the same or anything different to, to previous situations. It just seems as if the SFA are guessing in terms of punishments and um, everything's, everything's inconsistent. So that is a frustration from our point of view as well. Table toppers, Queen's Parker one up at Stenhouse Muir, Simon Murray scoring in five minutes. Edinburgh City are one up at Stranraer, Liam Brown. And in the Premiership, Dundee United are one up at Hamilton. They scored after six minutes, Mark McNulty. Kelly went one up against Ross County after three minutes, Chris Burke. But it's been equalised by Michael Gardine. No scoring, Motherwell against St Mirren, St Johnson, Aberdeen. And uh, Barry, much to see so far, Celtic against Livy, nil-nil. It's been um, pretty even. Celtic have had a couple of good moves. Um, Livingston just broke there a minute or so ago with, with Alan Forrest. Um, but look, Celtic, look, they're really up for it. Um, and they'll be desperate to get that early goal. At Jordan Jones uh, and Edmondson were charged on the 4th of November and the hearing was on the 19th of November. So 15 days later was the hearing. That's the uh, Thanks, James, for the position on that. I don't, I don't think it was appealed, Paul. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. You're, you're right, and that is your point, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the 18 days between appeal and that appeal being heard, I, yeah. I, I just don't get why it takes that long. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think Stephen Jared was saying that as well. Is the system is there? They've been given the dates, and they're, u- yeah, they're, they're yeah, using the it to their advantage. That, the other thing yeah. that Stephen seems to be suggesting is that the circumstances were different. different. I, I I don't get that. Mm-hmm. You know, either they broke COVID rules or, or they didn't. Is there something we don't know, which is what you've Well, I wish to. you would enlighten us sure. if, if that's the case. Let's hear that bit again. I'm the only one who knows the details of our own COVID situations. Well, you have to, well if you can, you have to tell us then. Yeah? Is yeah, that the you, point? You if you something. can. Yeah. If, he, if he's trying to defend yeah. if he's trying to defend Rangers making an appeal, then he, yeah. he should tell us on what grounds he's making that appeal. And by the way, I go back to what Barry said. If, if you're Celtic, you do exactly the same thing. You yeah. use the system... And you try and stall so you have your best players available for the biggest game. We'll hear it when the appeal goes in. <laughs> we'll hear it, what is it, yeah. the 20th of April? 20th, um, yep. We'll find out exactly what's, um, what Rangers, because I think Stephen Gerrard's pointed out there's a couple of um, differences from both what happened to um, George yeah. Edmondson and uh, Jordan Jones. So we'll, we'll find out sooner than later. But listen, the manager's just using 
yep. the system there's no doubt about it and I'm sure any manager would try the same thing Falkirk have gone one up against Clyde Ben Hall so Simon who called earlier a Falkirk fan will be delighted the way it started there it's a beautiful afternoon for football Barry this is the kind of conditions you enjoyed playing in was it? No I, rather no, it was, that it was um, oh, I just thought it was watching. a goal there no it's been called offside um, yeah. no I, I'd rather it was um, dull um, right, I've got that kind of skin when a bit of sun comes out <laughs> I, burn. I, remember, I remember Chris Borgen's sunstroke on Aberdeen didn't yep, he? Yep that's true, <laughs> yep, true. <Isn't> Aberdeen? <laughs> Chris yeah. It was only about 10 degrees as yeah. well <laughs> What happened there James Forrest there had the ball in the back of the net but the uh, linesman's flag or the assistant referee's flag was up and it's 12 minutes gone Celtic yeah, James Forrest looks at it he mm. looks listen that's a, a man that's missed games of football three months he, he looks if he's chatting at the bit to, to get playing again Dunfermline are one up at Air United Declan McManus scoring after 12 minutes James Forrest in the Scotland squad for you if he continues like this Davey yeah yeah, I think yeah. it gives us natural words that we we, we don't really have um, I'm not sure Ryan Fraser is an out and out wide player I know he started his career I think he's probably better playing off a striker now <laughs> or playing a little bit narrower the, the way he did for Bournemouth Forrest is an absolute flying machine he did well, didn't he, Ryan Fraser? See, see the, the thing, yeah. Davey, look, he, he brings you assists, he brings you width, but one thing James Forrest does, he's a real team player. Yeah, he does, he, a dirty he does side. a back shift, yeah. Yep. yeah. That's what I like. I've always liked that side of James Forrest. Dangerous going forward, but when it's a tough game and you need to put a real shift in, James Forrest does that. Any, he, yeah. he, he ticks every box for me, that, that every box that a wide player would need, apart from final ball. Yeah, right. Yeah, Final ball could be better. Mm. You know, it, it does a, the difficult bit is going by the fullback and makes, making yourself half a yard to get the cross in. But so often his final ball lets him down. Scotland fans, what do you think? Give us a call 08 08 17 17 700. We're at our first tournament in what, nine weeks? Uh, we'll be there at Hamden. Well, 12,000 people. Can you imagine? How are they going to decide? It will, I guess, be it's the Tartan Army. You know, those who've gone for many, many years and have been criticised, you know, they're yeah. always well behaved and they raise money for the charities. But, you know, we were kind of. We're experts in failure all over the world, but they've spent a lot of money. Davy, is that who would go into the yeah, ballot? I, mean, I, I think the, I, I think they have all the the data on who has paid to watch yep. whatever match Paul, and they'll do it on that basis. That's the way it should be. Barry, you agree? It will be on some kind of basis of proving that you've you've spent money over the yeah, years. We, been we, there. We had yeah. a caller on. It was from the. I think I, it was the Tartan was, Army. Right. Yeah. Was that right? Uh-huh. Um, yep. And he he agreed. Guys who have have paid a lot of money to, to travel all over the world to watch their, their national team I think that's the, the best way forward to get the tickets given to these guys Leeds had a 2-1 win against Man City but as the guys were saying uh, Man City will be the title holders in England this year the Liverpool collapse it shows you how much virtual Van Dyke is worth to Liverpool it all kind of collapsed after that it wasn't the only injury of course not but uh, for Liverpool beginning to improve again but it's not looking good for them in Europe after that uh, match against uh, Real Madrid the other night sadly no Scottish sides involved at all in Europa League and I think that's one of the things isn't it for Rangers now to look for next season how can they do in the Champions League they've got the preliminaries first of all hopefully they can make it to the group stage but the following year automatic Champions go straight in so next next season's league is worth at least what 30, 35 million quid so game on and who will be the manager at Celtic who will challenge for that and Stephen Gerrard there for Rangers you're smiling there Barry it's still nil-nil any sign of what about Alan Forrest he's a, a do, you, yeah. do you know what Paul when I have seen Livingston play um, 
He's in and out of the team, Alan Forrest, but when he's in the team, he's a real dangerous player. I, I like Alan Forrest, obviously. They got him for Air United. Mm-hmm. Done really well for Air, Air United. He's got something about him, Alan Forrest. Davy? Yeah, I, I, again, I, I think he'll probably move to a better club. No disrespect to Livingston, who've had a great season, but I do think Alan Forrest could play for a bigger club. Grand National this afternoon. Either of you put the traditional bet on for that. I remember, you know, we weren't betting people, but I remember on Grand National Day, you know, Dad would get put something on for us. So, any runners or riders this afternoon? Either of you for entry? For Devin, the Devin Lock running, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Najinsky. <laughs> I think the papers next door will have a look and see. Um, Barry, no. is it, I'll be honest with you, Paul. It's something that's never interested me. Really? Yeah. Yep. Not at all. Not gambling. Even, not yep. listen. I love sure. a day day out at the, the races with the boys, but the, the boys were down firing money on all sorts of horses. Look, I was just there for the, yep. the party. <laughs> <laughs> Kilmarnock have gone two one up against uh, Ross County. Pinnock has scored. Mitch Pinnock has scored in sixteen minutes. Kilmarnock two, Ross County. One, that's the latest good game there, Davey. And because Ross County are going to go for it, aren't they? They're going to have to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Yogi will have something to mum about oh. after the game anyway, no matter what the result is. I mean, he's slaughtering referees this week. Can you blame him? Well, I mean... that's maybe a bit unfair. That's a view from the terraces. I, I see Tommy Wright said he's got an awful lot to say, John Hughes, but uh, he wasn't too happy about it pre match. I, I think Yogi's good value. And I'd rather a manager says what he wants to say and get it off his chest. But I think we give our referees a, a real hard time up here. Barry, we've said it often. Who would be a referee? Oh, yep. God, do you know what? Who, who would want to be a referee? Mm. I, I honestly don't get it. Crazy. The, the amount of stick they get. Listen, I know myself, I, I gave them plenty of stick. I'm sure David <laughs> did as well. Oh, yeah. um, they're, they're, they're crazy wanting to be referees. Yep. So 2-1 at the moment, uh, Kilmarnock against Ross County. Hamilton, tough start for them. Then, you know, goal down to Dundee United yeah. on the artificial surface. But you can never count them out and you're not counting them out. No, you can never count Hamilton out. You just need to look at the six previous seasons, Paul. They're, they're always favourites to, to go down. And as I said, they always dig out surprise results. Um, still early early doors in the game. Um, disappointing to lose, lose a goal so early, but there's plenty of time to get, get a couple of goals back. Celtic and Livy still nil nil. Kilmarnock 2-1 up and Ross County. Dundee United 1 up at Hamilton. Motherwell St Mirren no goals and St Johnson Aberdeen. You said it could be a draw there, a score draw, but that could be a nil-nil, David, couldn't it? It could be... Well, I hope not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> St Johnson Aberdeen. We'll keep it right up to date. Cowdenbeath have just scored against Elgin. Chris Renton scoring after 19 minutes. And we mentioned Man City and Swansea won the championship match 3-0 this afternoon so that's uh, the, the game so far Sunderland nil, Charlton nil. Aidan McGeady we watch out for him scored a great goal last week for Sunderland yeah star man for, for Sunderland has been for a couple of seasons um, and again you know what, what is Aidan doing in League 1 in England mm-hmm. the last few years of his e- career even, yeah. even at 35 yeah. um, I'll go back to Celtic days when Aidan McGeady was on the Celtic team sheet you had to make sure you never gave yeah. him space um, he was he was dangerous he had a real good career. He went across to Russia, um, then at Everton. But a, a guy, Aidan McGeady's quality, shouldn't be in League One. Shouldn't. Neither should Sunderland. No. The size of the club. Of course, yep. Well, we all watched the documentary about them, Sunderland Till I Die. But it was, it was a great. Martin Ben. Martin was there for the first year. Yeah. Yep. Martin was there yeah. for the first year. Yep. We're back with more with Davey and Barry next. 
The Go Radio Football Show. Download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from five. Saturday afternoon, the sound of Go Radio with OPC Energy Limited. We're on till six. Paul Cooney with Barry Ferguson, Davy Proven and loads of your calls coming in. You missed nothing in the last two minutes. It's still Celtic nil, Livy nil. Davy, much to report? They're taking a water break at Celtic Park. Why? What is going on? <laughs> is that an official... Yeah. The, bo- the boss bust, honestly. <laughs> Is this the official thing during COVID? Yeah. I think it was yeah. an injury and the, the, oh, right. <laughs> they took advantage of the chance yeah. to go over the dog out of a water. Is that what's happening, Barry? There's not too much to report. Celtic had the ball in the back of the net, but it was offside. Yeah, yeah. The, the, listen, Celtic are, are having the lion's share of, of possession, um, but no clear-cut chances. Livingston are obviously going to make it difficult and sit in and try and frustrate Celtic and maybe get a goal from a, a set-piece. Um, but the vast majority of the game Celtic have had the ball and they're just not finding that killer touch any sign of Edouard and is this still a crucial time for him in the sense that he's got to go isn't he in the summer and he has to play well and you know I know he scores for the French team under 21s but he'd want to finish well yeah but he's going into the final 12 month of his contract it looks looks to me 99.9% sure that he's not going to sign a new contract so Celtic need to cash in for me Paul I've been adamant on this show I think he's a top player I really do I like him he's just not performed at the levels um, that he did previous but if you look at his goal return this season it's still decent still very decent I, I just he'll be off there's no doubt in my mind he won't be there in the summer Davey I think he'll go to Leicester City I think Brendan Rodgers will take him yep. he knows enough about the boy and I think he'll probably get him for a decent price because he, he hasn't been at his best this season mm. Uh, and I think it would be a really good move for him to go and link up with Brendan. Do you think he'll do well down there? I think he would, yeah. I think yep. he's a top player. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I do. Air have equalised 1-1 at, uh, at home to Dunfermline, Michael Miller. Norwich, who are heading for the title, they're one up at Derby County. Derby under new ownership. Yeah, you reckon, Edward. So he scored uh, 16 goals in the league this year in 26 games. How much would that fee be? I'll throw one. Is he now 12 million rather than 15 I think if Leicester, if Leicester come in for him, Celtic would get decent money off Leicester. Um, remember, Leicester paid nine million pound compensation for Brendan Rodgers yeah. and his backroom team, so they're not they're not short of cash. I, I think Celtic would get somewhere between fifteen and twenty million for him. Barry. Yeah, I, I could see that. The, the only issue they might not get that because he's in his final twelve month of his mm-hmm. contract. Um, but again, listen, if you want top players, you've got to play uh, pay sorry top dollar and. That's what Leicester, a, a club like Leicester now, Leicester are a top six team. You know, I've watched Leicester plenty yeah. of times and they're a team that impressed me. They've got real top players um, and I could see them fitting into a, a Leicester type team. David Josh Doig has been mentioned for Leicester, potentially one and a half million. Mind you, Man City, Arsenal as well, a few other clubs. Yeah, I mean, to, to be fair, is it Ron Gordon? Yes, uh-huh. the, yeah, the American the, owner. The, yep. Yeah, the, the owner through Ronald there. Gordon. Yeah. He, um, he more or less rubber-stamped Hibs finishing third by holding on to Nisbet and Portis when he could have taken money and must have been tempted to, mm-hmm. to take that money. And now he's got Doig as well. Um, he's got three he, he could sell in the, uh, in the summer. It would actually make sense for him to sell Nisbet and get Griffiths, wouldn't it? Yeah. And exactly, mm. if you can get him motivated and get him playing, Davey, that is a good point. Ronald uh, Gordon, it would have been easy to take that money in the way that uh, Dave Cormack took the money for Scott Wright to go early. Yep, and he, Scott Wright was a big player for Aberdeen. Mm. Yep, he was a big player for Derek at that time. Um, I, I can see why. I think it was good business for Rangers simply to get him in the door, get him used to the surroundings, um, and I think in time. 
I think he could be a decent signing for Rangers, Scott Wright. Does he look as though he's bulking up already? I've seen him yep. do an interview and he had said that he's put on four kilos. Um, look, ability's there, there's no doubt. Mm. It's how they adapt for going for a club like Aberdeen and the pressures they're playing at Rangers. Um, he's come on, you've seen him in coming on in cameos 10-15 minutes, done really well. Um, he played last week against Cove Rangers. Again, a lot of people say it's only Cove Rangers, but listen, he impressed. He's, he looks to me if he's he's wanting to go and try something different in the final third, um, and he's done well. So I think in time he could be a good signing, Paul. East Fife have gone one up at four for Ryan Wallace, scoring in 25 minutes. No change anywhere else. The table has Rangers on 89 points. It's done and dusted. Celtic on 69, Hebs on 56, Aberdeen on 49, Livy on 44, St Johnson on 40. That's the top six. That's the first game. It's been such a break since we had, it's about three weeks since we've had the Premiership with the internationals and uh, also with the Scottish Cup and next week the Plum Tie Saturday afternoon for Premier Sport 4 o'clock kick-off at Rangers against Celtic at Ibrox and then they play again uh, within a week or two so still plenty to play for as the season goes on 08, 08 17 17 700 let's hear about Rangers and the social media blackout in support of well everyone condemning uh, racism in football and in life uh, he's Stephen Gerrard well I think we want to keep it in the media first and foremost we want people to talk about it and we're hoping that gets into the right people's thinking uh, in terms of people that are above football i.e. the government's up here in Scotland and down in England as well and something uh, big can come from it. Uh, we know we're not going to be the club or the individuals that make that difference but I think if people stick together and collectively people can keep it on the agenda for as long as possible hopefully there'll be change happen sooner rather than later. Well, Swansea, Birmingham and Rangers did it on Thursday, Friday but since then Barry I haven't seen any other major clubs who have gone for the whole blackout everyone is supporting um, It's good that they're doing it and everybody's supporting it but is it going to make a difference Paul? I, I, I very much doubt it It won't hit them in the pockets will yep, it? Not, exactly. not enough in Silicon Valley whatever it's called now in California They've got so much power now Davey haven't they? The, well, is it, is the it major up companies? to the, the media companies themselves to, to police it better? For sure I mean, They've got enough money to regulate it better than they're, they're doing just now that's for sure Lyndon Dykes has scored for QPR so that's his third goal in three weeks Dykes scoring after 27 minutes against Sheffield Wednesday always good yeah, news uh, for... Yeah it's good news obviously for Scotland but when he played I don't know if Davy agrees he, he looked a bit off it to me Lyndon Dykes I mean I know he scored just before he, he met up with the squad but he, I think it was um, was it something like 15 20 games um, he, he hadn't yeah. scored he looked a bit off it but You've got to give him credit. I think since he's come into the squad, he has made a difference. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah came in at exactly the right time. Mm. But I would think Shea Adams, even yeah, in the, I like short, him, the short space of time that we've seen him, looks looks a better player. Mm. I think confidence has got a lot to do, but I don't think Dyke's confidence is very good just now. And I remember after Shea Adams left Birmingham and Celtic have scored, James Forrest. James Forrest scores for Celtic after 29, 30 minutes, half an hour gone. James Forrest, we'll see the replay in a second or two. We're just speaking about uh, Jay Adams, who's been a great addition to the Scotland squad. We'll see the replay now. So yeah, a little bird dinked inside yeah. by David Turnbull to Edward, trying to find Turnbull with a return, and James a Forrest is a miss hit. <laughs> a miss hit on his, his left foot but here. David, that's the two big players for me for Celtic, Turnbull and Edward. 
linking yeah, up. Yeah, I link. think I think they've linked up really well since they, David Turnbull's come into the team. And obviously James Forrest is on the end. It's not his probably his best his best finish, but listen, it counts. So Celtic one up. They all count, Barry. Did you have one that was a really poor one? But I've had a few. Was that in the cup final as well? But it counted. Yeah. 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 That was. I, I just caught that. That was a lucky day. Uh-huh. See the Go Radio. Uh, the advert is on there, just behind it. So a shameless plug there for the station. That's who you're tuned to Saturday afternoon. Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney with Davy Proven and Barry Ferguson. And your calls coming in as Celtic go one up. Elsewhere in the Premiership, it's still. 2-1 for Kilmarnock against Ross County it was uh, Chris Burke who scored in three minutes Michael Gardine equalised three minutes later and then Mitch Pinnock made it 2-1 to Killy Dundee United still won up, up Hamilton it was Mark McNulty the scorer and there's no scoring at Motherwell St Mirren no scoring St Johnson Aberdeen yep David I was just going to ask you the young lad Welsh what do you think how, how well do you think he's done I think it's a work in progress mm-hmm. I, th- I think there are a lot of rough edges there Barry I think it's a long way from being the finished article um, but certainly potentially yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I like the fact he's come in when they've been struggling and he's I mean that's always hard yeah. for a young player um, he also come in with, with, with Duffy at times who really was struggling yep. and the youngster bailed him out mm-hmm. yeah but I, I like him I, I agree with you he's obviously he's like a rough diamond didn't he? he's obviously got to work on a few things but I think he's done really well since he's come into the Celtic team just seeing the London Dykes goal there, he's back blonde, he changes the hairstyle. Yeah. But uh, that was more you inside that would talk about the hairstyles, Barry. But uh, yeah, good to see Lyndon Dykes score there this afternoon. Yeah, for Welsh, he, he never shirks it, does it? He came in, in fact, it was the old firm game early in the season, was his yeah, first match. It's always difficult for any player to come into a, a, a struggling team, Paul. Um, and certainly with, with Welsh, he's not had a lot of experience first at first team level. Um, so it shows you what type of character the, the young boy is. One thing for sure is, He's up for the challenge. Josh Windash has just scored for uh, Sheffield Wednesday. Easy for me to say. <laughs> Josh Windash for That's Sheffield Wednesday at QPR. <laughs> That's next week. Uh, QPR <laughs> 1, Sheffield Wednesday 1. Windash, of course, former Rangers player and his dad uh, played at Aberdeen. You know, yep. Good player, wasn't he? Played for played yeah, did, well into his 30s, nearly 40. Did Roy yeah. a really good yep, son up there and then went down and scored a win on the playoff final, didn't he, for yep. Hull? Charlton yep. have scored good memory at, at Sunderland Stadium of Light Josh Schoen has scored an own goal um, we're just seeing there's it there's a name so, for you yep. Yep. Davey just mentioned Roy Yating uh-huh. um, first time I obviously went down to Birmingham mm-hmm. he was Alec McLeese assistant manager brilliant Roy um, yeah. loved him brilliantly as an assistant manager I go between the players and the obviously the manager he was what a laugh. Uh, absolute gutted when he left to go to Dubai. He worked with That's David O'Leary. Right, yeah. yeah. But yeah. I had a year with him. Um, oh, some man. What, why did he leave for the United Arab Emirates? <laughs> <laughs> Was it the Rolls Royce, the company car? See, to be he told us that. Yeah. See, when obviously at the start of pre season, he'd, he'd come in and um, he says, Look, guys, I'm away. I'm away to Dubai. I'm away to Dubai because of the, the size of the contract. Yeah. He was Amazing. open and honest about it. Yeah. But no, good coach, good guy. Um, and I remember as a young boy going to watch Rangers with my dad. Obviously, Derek was playing and Roy Aiken feed the bear at the back. He was uh, some, some man. You played alongside him? Yeah, I, 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 my, one of the outstanding memories of Roy was we, we were playing Dundee United in the Cup Final, the 100th Cup Final. Yep. And we were down at Sea Mill the morning of the game. And we were having a cup of tea. And Roy bent forward, sitting in a seat, bent forward to get his cup and tweaked his back and couldn't get back up straight. And they had to carry him upstairs 
And Brian Scott, the physio, was trying to massage him, and he was in agony. He wasn't going to play, so they they took him away from the hotel about an hour before the team bus left. He went up to the Celtic surgeon, mm -hmm. and he pumped him full of painkiller. Wow. And we picked him up at the Eastwood Toll roundabout huh? on the way to Hamden. Yeah. The old McDonald Hotel yeah. used to be there. Yeah, yep. <laughs> and he was a man of the match. <laughs> he was wow. a man of the match, but he had enough painkiller and. <laughs> and I'm t honestly Flora Rhinoceros He was still a man I enjoyed working on it. under him He was a real motivator He, he was good that side Let's see before the game Like 10 uh, minutes before He went out for the kick-off He was round about all the players He was yeah. he was the voice in the dressing room mm -hmm. Roy, he was brilliant to work with You're going to bring in a cup final medal next week Aren't you? For uh, the match You're going to bring a Scottish Cup medal for the Scottish Cup yep. Day, yeah, next week. David, will you bring it in? If yeah, you're with us next weekend. Yeah, bring in one of the medals. And I've said I'll bring. I've got one Scottish Cup medal that I was given, and uh, so yeah, we'll bring them in. I don't know what we'll, how we'll do this in radio, but we'll put it on the socials at the Go Socials. They'll be there. We're, uh, I mean, we're rising five hundred and fifty thousand plus downloads. Brilliant. So thank you. We're we're chasing Hunter and Hockey there, <laughs> who are getting far too much publicity for the. No, it's fantastic. The Sunday morning program. Boy, Tunnock was just hilarious last week. In fact, I seen him. Was in, I saw it was in the papers that he was stopped by the police. He was in the smart car. He said, "I'm a smart guy. I'm in a smart car," and he'd gone up the wrong way or whatever. But they brought him round, and it was great. Davy, I urge you. Sunday mornings, 11 till 12, here on Go Radio. Hunter and Hockey. I do hear it. Yeah, oh, you do? Oh, uh, do sitting quietly yep, there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they've almost got as much money as you. <laughs> <laughs> Albion Rovers have gone two up at Brecon. So, Brecon City at uh, bottom of the table. And we know about that as Queen's Park go two up uh, at Stenhouse Muir. So, Queen's Park surely coming up. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I hope so. The money um, spent there, Leanne Dempster, and of course, as chief exec, um, is really, really professional. Maybe a bit of a problem, though, with Lesser Hamden moving into Lesser. Is there? Yeah. Oh. Um, I think the contract has them out of Hamden now and they're going to have to play their games somewhere else because Lesser Hamden is not ready. Oh, but anyway, they're full-time now. They've got yeah. Leanne Dempster in there. They're on the march and, and long may that continue. Great to see you, isn't it, Barry? It is great yeah. to see you. Um, and hopefully they can get Lesser Hamden sorted. I, I think I've seen the plans. It's looking quite smart the way they're, they're going to have Lesser Hamden. Full-time in, in League 2, the, they should be winning that and it looks to me if they'll be in League 1 next season. So great to see and there's so many clubs with investment who are not in the main leagues. Your own club at Kelty Hearts. Look what Cove Rangers have done, obviously, coming up into the SPFL itself. Well, I think that's the worry. I think League Two clubs look at what Cove Rangers have done. Edinburgh City is another one that came out of their league. Um, they're always fighting at the top of League Two. Peter Head, a few years back. Mm -hmm. um, so they're, they're worried about clubs coming through the pyramid system with clear ambition and, and drive to, to go as far as they can. How how far could the likes of Kelty Hearts go, Barry? We would have a ceiling, Davy, probably championship. Wow, but st but still, you, you could get to the championship. Yeah, I, I fully believe we could. But with the, the backing we've got, yeah. um, it's just getting that opportunity. Anybody, anybody else in the league that? Yeah, the East Kilbride or East Kilbride. East Kilbride. Um, you've got them. They, they've got the the Keane brothers who are involved up there. Um, they've got good investment there's a lot of good teams even Bonnie Rig Rose who were a big junior club Yeah, you've seen that the runs that they've had in the Scottish Cup previously they've beat League 1 and League 2 teams um, East Stirling are on the rise again obviously we're getting relegated like, teams like East Stirling and Berwick Rangers who have got relegated out the SPFL have struggled for the first two or three years because yeah. it's a real competitive league 
Good to see the money though, David, isn't it? Because these people are putting in their own cash, hard earned. As uh, Celtic make it 2-0. Celtic 2, Livingston 0. We'll see the... In fact, it's David Turnbull who yeah. scored in 38 minutes. Terrific uh, set-up play by Elianusa. Gets to the byline on the left-hand side. The cross took a little bit of a deflection that took the Livingston goalkeeper out of the equation and David Turnbull had a, a tap-in in the middle of the six-yard See, David, see the difference when you've got runners... That are willing to go in yeah. behind. El yeah. just done that for Taylor to, to pass the ball to him. And um, David Turnbull's getting into a good position. Um, and that's something he'll want to add to his game as goals. But I like to see runners. The, the, the late, of, the late run into in the, the box. Yep. And before your time, it was Ian Durant who yeah. just had that knack. I mm-hmm. played with a guy called John Wark, mm. Scotland international, scored yep. goals for Ipswich and Liverpool. And they, they, they just have a sixth sense of knowing how to time the, the late run into the box. And it's the hardest run to pick up, as you'll know. Yep. So 2-0, Celtic James Forrest got the first, the second there, as you heard, uh, David Turnbull. Uh, St Mirren had a chance to go one up on Motherwell. They had a penalty, but it was uh, missed just a, a few minutes ago. I'll tell you more about that at half-time. So it's still Motherwell nil, St Mirren nil. No scoring at uh, McDermott. St Johnson nil, Aberdeen nil. Kilmarnock still 2-1 up on Ross County. As Patrick Thistle go one up at Peterhead. Joe Cardle scoring in 39 minutes against Cy Ferry's Peterhead. Yeah, yep. Patrick Thistle have, have struggled yep. in League One um, they're, they're not getting it all their own way um, full time team them and Falkirk that, that's the two teams that I thought would have been battling out but Partick Thistle have found it hard in that league the McGrath penalty was saved by Liam Ken- Kelly that's uh, St Mirren spoiling that chance there Blackpool one of your old teams Barry one up at Lincoln but back here in Scotland Dundee United still one up at Hamilton we'll go to a break in a moment or two and then we'll give you the halftime news right around the country just looking to see if we're missing anything else nope it'll be the halftime roundup coming in just a moment or two and go The Go Radio Football Show download the Go Radio app to listen live weeknights from 5 Go Radio Football Show Saturday afternoon 2 till 6 Paul Cooney Barry Ferguson Davy Proven I've been taking your calls as well on an afternoon when Celtic are two up on Livingston, James Forrest and David Turnbull. Turnbull's goal coming just uh, in 38 minutes. So just two minutes left in the first half as Aston Villa go one up at Liverpool. Ollie Watkins scoring. And Cardiff won, Blackburn won as the latest in the championship. Elsewhere in Scotland, Dundee United still one up at Hamilton. Mark McNulty, the scorer. Kilmarnock still, still 2-1 up against Ross County. Chris Burke and Mitch Piddocks, the scorer. And Michael Gardine scoring at equaliser at the time for Ross County. But Kelly came right back, so they're 2-1 up. And if a win for them this afternoon, you would think they would be safe just about, Barry. I'll give you the whole uh, league table in a moment or two. But that, that would be a big win for Kilmarnock. And you reckon still they're, they're going to do it this afternoon? Yeah, I fancied Kilmarnock. Um, and if they get that one... Today, listen, it's not going to get them out of danger, but it's they're going to be um, in the right road. There's no doubt about it. They're, they're, um, the, the signing again, I'll go back to it, Kyle Lafferty. Mm-hmm. One thing you're going to get with Kyle Lafferty is his goals. He's played at a high level. He's got that experience and um, he's got a strong mentality. So it was definitely a good bit of business for Tommy Wright getting them in. What, what was the story, Barry, about the guy Alessio? Kilmarnock were fifth when Billy Bowie sacked him at Kilmarnock. They were fifth in the table. Yep. Well, and you, there, there appeared to be some kind of dressing room revolt against them. I know that Kurt Broadfoot had plenty to say about it, and I know you played with him. Mm-hmm. Can you give us a what, what was this? What was the problem with the guy? Because it just seems that Billy Bowie made the decision mm-hmm. to to get rid of him, 
give Alec Dyer the job on a temporary basis. But if you look where Kilmarnock are now, compared to where they were when Alessio was there, I, I, I don't understand why they sacked him. Yeah, in terms of I don't know why they sacked Alessio. Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't know whether it was coming for them. I mean, I've not spoke to Kurt Broadfoot about it. Right. But I've obviously seen what he, he'd come out and, and said. And obviously, David, he went to St Myrne and then obviously yeah. Kilmarnock brought him back. He's obviously come in with ideas, obviously foreign coach and sometimes it's not suited. Um, Paul Le Guin. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> something like that. Uh, my only problem there, Davey, is I, I kept things in-house for too long and then I exploded after a, after a game. He, he, you know what it's like at the old firm. Look, you've got to win. But when we were drawn, and no disrespect to Inverness, Cali, Thistles and St Johnson's coming to Ibrox, we'd come, at, come in after the game and they'd be like, it's okay, it's okay, we must stick together. And I was guilty of letting it stay inside me because I was respectful, I didn't want to say anything because he was just in the door and then I just let fly after one game. I think we went down to fifth in the league and I was like, I can't have any more of this. <laughs> this was it. And then, <laughs> obviously, I get... Uh, I get suspended for a week and, and fined um, but the rest is history I just yep. don't think somebody like these guys come in and respect to our league enough similar to Pedro Coutinho David when I, I, mean, yeah. I actually spoke to him about going on the coaching staff I found that they were pretty like, arrogant towards your game yeah. no respectful to going away to places like Petaudry Easter Road Tyne Castle at the time Fir Park when you go to these places it's not about how well you play sometimes you've got to roll your sleeves up and dig deep but he was adamant he wanted to play a certain way and I was like it's not going to work that way Here's some half times coming in Montrose 2 Airdrie nil. St Johnson and Aberdeen are 0-0 Killier 2-1 up in Ross County uh, Celtic 2 Livingston nil. they're still playing they're in injury time nearly a goal there for Forrest but it was for Alan Forrest who had a good chance there did well had a shot it was saved by Bain but uh, a flash of inspiration there from Alan Forrest Dundee and Morton nil nil. Cove Rangers nil. Dumbarton nil. Air United 1 Dunfermline 1 and Liverpool have equalised just on half time and it's uh, Firmino who had scored Liverpool 1 Aston Villa 1 uh, Cardiff and Blackburn 1-1 one, one. some of the scores just, coming just in just going on command it's amazing how much they've fell mm-hmm. over about 18 months yep. they were up there you would they were always going to be in the top six, but they were challenging yep. for that third spot. Stevie Clark had yep. them third, didn't he? They, they did, yeah. yeah, three years ago. And it's a place, do you know what, Command? I used to love going down there to play. Did you? Why? I, I just yeah. loved it. I mean, it was always. Was full. that on the grass or the astroturf? The, the grass. The grass, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it was always full. Good atmosphere. Um, good place to play football. I really enjoyed always going to play at Rugby Park. And the condition was good, was it not? Traditionally, was the it pitch not? It was pitch? always good. It pitch. was, yeah. But, yeah. I suppose it is down to money Of course Davey it's your old club So you've got a I'd, real affection nev- for it I'd never been yeah. to rugby part in my life And I got the chance no. to sign And I could have gone to Aberdeen And I drove yeah. down to Kilmarnock With my dad And the ground was locked up It was the summer mm-hmm. And I could see the pitch through the gates mm-hmm. And I thought that'll do me It was like mm-hmm. bowling green mm-hmm. It's a proper football ground I as know, well it's just, it's it? just terrible they've, they've got plastic on there now I, I don't think I ever went to rugby park When the pitch wasn't in good condition mm-hmm. And I'm talking about going there towards the end of the season. It was always in decent nick yeah. as well. I remember my dad taking me there years ago for Kilmarnock against Aberdeen. It was a good crowd. It was a really good game. And it was a, it was it was in the winter. But I don't remember any issue with the pitch. It was a really yeah. good football. It was a good. It was twenty thousand. There weren't twenty thousand there. Maybe twelve or thirteen thousand. It's a proper big football ground. And they did well with the redevelopment. But the the plastic pitch is it all down to the money, Davy? Because they can then 
You know? Yeah, I, I suppose so. But I, I would like to see the SPFL banning them and, and force teams to play on grass. I think it would give our league more credibility. And leadership is what's needed there. Celtic so in ter- yep. Sorry, in terms of the pitches, Dave, I, I think elite level, it's got to be grass. Look, I understand lower level, League yeah. 2, League yeah. 1. Not the Premiership. No, no not I the Premiership. Totally agree with you. It's 2 0 Celtic at half time. So Celtic 2, Livingston 0, James Forrest, David Turnbull, the scorers. Barry, unremarkable first half, but Celtic pretty dominant. Yeah, once they get that first goal, Paul, um, Livingston were on the, uh, the back foot. Um, Celtic just dominated possession. And it was just a matter of time of getting that second goal. Um, as I says, a, a great run uh, from El Yunusi, um, running beyond the defence. And got it into an area where David Turnbull arrived late and, and knocked it in. But, but since the first goal, as I said, Celtic have been uh, an easy street. Liverpool, obviously VAR has done its thing, Davey. I see that goal has disappeared. Really? So it's still 1-0 Villa. I mean, the thing about VAR, um, loads of people saying it would be great to have it, but it has taken that excitement and that sort of definitive, right? You know the score and then you look, oh, it's changed. As I can tell you, Queen of the South and Inverness are 0-0. But I take it, Davey, you'd be in favour of VAR? I, I think providing they the improve it, providing the I think what they have to do is is allow the referee in the stadium to check the pitch side monitor first yeah. and leave the, the responsibility with the match referee I think there are too many referees at Stockley Park who want to, to become an influence in the game and I think that that's probably what has, has made it so unpopular but uh, g- I, I, give me the, the correct decision over the, the quick decision every day of the week Barry would you agree I'd- Yep. No, some I, I'm news sorry. Come in. I, yeah, some news came yeah. in. That's uh, all our COVID tests are negative. Oh, fantastic! So, brilliant, brilliant. We're ready to get back training. Sorry, Paul. What no, were you saying? N- no, that's the he- and the headlines here in Go Radio. All the <laughs> COVID tests at Kelty Hearts this morning are negative. That's great news. The owners spent about two grand on that. Two weeks today, you'll be playing the first of the playoffs. You'll find out on Monday where it's going to be, home or away. Yeah, yeah but we're yep. told that the draw was meant to be on Friday, but for some odd reason it got delayed. Um, I'm not surprised. So. We'll obviously wait till Monday If it happens on Monday or no Who knows mm. Breaking are losing at the moment They're not obviously uh, Well actually don't want to be unfair to them But they're now saying They have to check That the clubs um, Would f- pass the test To be in the SPFL We hear Barry the manager Saying Kelty Hearts has no issues And I can't imagine It would be Barry, Rangers either You'll need to be careful You'll end up in of front course, of the beaks again We don't want that Has no. your international ban expired yet? <laughs> <laughs> it's still going <laughs> <laughs> how, long, how long did you get? You... 20 years I think It can only be Go Radio Saturday afternoon Great to have Davy Proven back Vaccine ready And uh, firing on all cylinders 0808 17 17 700 That's the halftime situation We're back with the second half next I'm joined now by Gary from OPC Energy Gary, what a job you did out there today oh, it, was, it was unbelievable you saw the customers' faces when that boiler went in. It was a really special moment. And what about the overall performance? Unreal. You, you could really feel the heat out there. I'm delighted with the result and we move on to the next one. Thanks, Gary. Come on! For more information on boiler upgrades, heat pumps and more, visit opc-ltd.uk. Get ahead of the game with OPC Energy.